Hello and welcome to episode 114 with myself, Jessica, the host of the Mo Money Podcast. And this is the last episode of season four of the podcast, which is crazy. And uh, so I thought I would do something a little bit special and that would be a solo episode. So uh, I love doing these. I wanted to do more of these Um throughout this season but I uh I'll be honest I just uh got busy and I had a lot of great guests to interview so that's kind of what uh you know filled up all of my time but I am uh excited to kind of share what I've been up to these past um several months since I did my last solo episode which was at the beginning of this season back in January I cannot even believe six months has passed since that time because a lot has happened and it just went by so quickly I did not expect that I know that sounds dumb, but it's true. I didn't expect the time to fly by as it did because I don't know. In the past, you know, I guess few years, you know how sometimes years uh, there's times that just drag on, and then there's times that fly by. That's kind of what the past couple of years were. There were times that would just flew by, and I'm like, what happened to that month? And there's times that just dragged on and wouldn't end. Well, the past six months have uh, been just flying by pretty much, which is crazy. But I, I would like to think that that's also a good sign because uh, it would be a bad sign if they dragged on because, you know, and if you listen to that uh, episode, which I will include in the show notes, but I believe it is episode 82. Um, but uh, basically that episode uh, was me letting y'all know that I did something crazy and totally unexpected um, and quit my job, my nine to five job, so I can pursue my dream of working for myself. And uh, well, that was back in January. We're June, the end of June now. So hit the six month mark and, and, and things are going way better than I expected. I mean, knock on, I'm going to knock on wood right now, knock on wood. Um, but you know, I honestly, um, before I made the decision to leave my job and when I was kind of getting all of my ducks in a row and figuring out, okay, what's the worst case scenario? That's what I like to plan for. The worst case scenario in my mind was if I, you know, made $30,000 and uh, realized that I needed to get a real job uh, after a year. Um, I knew I could survive on that little based on my expenses. It just means I would live very frugally and basically only spend uh, money on the bare essentials. Um, and, uh, but you know, again, I wouldn't regret that decision, even if that were the case, because, um, I am very much in the mind that, you know, if you feel like something in your gut, you need to do it. You know, there's no time like the present to actually do it. I, I hate living with the idea of regretting, you know, not doing something. I just cannot stand that. I'd rather like take a huge risk and do something that scares me than not do something and regret not trying it out later. So uh, anyway, so that was kind of my worst case scenario. And luckily I have, uh, well, that's not the case. Halfway through the year, I'm doing just fine. I am on track to uh, match, if not exceed my salary that I had at my old job, which makes me feel really good that, okay, this wasn't such a bad idea. But like, you know, beside the financials, obviously it's important, but aside from, you know, all of that, 
the best part of, you know, me taking this leap of faith and doing this is, uh, I just love my life a lot more. I didn't realize how um, overworked and stressed out and unhappy and depressed I was until I made this change in my life. Um, and it's, it's really interesting to know that you can make a change and things will get better. Cause I think, you know, and we probably all, you know, have experienced things like this where you're in a rut and it seems impossible to get out. And you're just like, well, maybe that's just how life is. Life is hard. Being an adult is hard. Um, but what I've discovered is yes, sometimes it is hard, but it doesn't have to always be like that in order to, you know, change things up. You have to change things up. You have to do something different. And sometimes that means doing something totally scary and outside of your comfort zone. So best decision so far that I've made, um, super, probably one of the biggest risks I've taken in my life, aside from moving away from my hometown to move to Toronto. Um, but so far I am very happy with the decision. And, and the big reason really is, is now I get to put all of my time and energy and passion into something that I love. And it is insane that it almost took me this long to discover that this is what I should probably pursue as a, a career and as a, you know, calling, so to speak. I love personal finance. I, I love talking about money. I love learning about money. I love teaching others about money. So it's cool that the past six months, that is absolutely what I've been able to do besides, you know, all the other things that come into play when running your own business, especially an online business. Um, but that's okay. Cause, uh, luckily I have lots of varied skills from my bizarre background. Um, and you know, of being a, a film student and then studying digital marketing and working in sales and all these things have, uh, somehow it's kind of funny how those things, you know, you know, work into your life later on. You never think you're going to use those skills, but they've all come into uh, play and are very handy now that I am my own business person. Um, so an another, uh, solo episode I did in season three, which is almost a year ago, uh, was me talking about how me and my husband bought our first place. Um, and now we're like a month or so away from our kind of one year anniversary of checking this place out and, uh, putting a bid on it and getting it, which is also crazy that a year has passed and we've been in this place for about a year. Um, but, uh, not that anything's really changed, uh, in terms of this home. I mean, we had a lot of plans to do, you know, painting all the walls and changing things up and renovations and all that stuff. And, uh, it's not even so much. I mean, obviously the financials come into play, like, you know, when you really do start crunching the numbers on how much it costs to make things how you want them to look, you realize they are way more expensive. Just little things are way more expensive than you would expect. Um, so we haven't done as much as we initially planned, but we also don't really care. It's kind of fine. Everything works in this house. And that's the main thing. Obviously, like, uh, you know, luckily, we were smart enough to put away some money in a kind of how housing home emergency fund for, uh, you know, the emergencies that always tend to happen when you're a homeowner. So 
in that original uh, episode, which was also episode 54, in case you want to check that one out, um, I uh, talked about how once we moved into our place, we realized that there's a couple important things that were not working that should have been working, uh, including the washer and dryer did not work, could not clean our clothes, which is not good. And also uh, the stove, I, I mean, it did work, but the original one that they had when we looked at the place, uh, they had swapped it out probably because it didn't work and they replaced it with basically the cheapest version uh, of something that, you know, someone could use. It was just the ugliest piece of junk, quite honestly. And once we got in here, because it was brand new, so I knew that we could at least try to sell it and then upgrade to something a bit nicer. Um, and uh, so we did that to, you know, the annoyance of my husband who thought it was just like a waste of time, but whatever, I don't care. We did it. And now he's in love with our current stove. Uh, but anyways, you know, doing both of those costs money. And, uh, but luckily again, we were smart enough to have an emergency fund because everyone tells you have some cash on hand. You don't want to have to rely on, you know, getting a line of credit or something to pay for these things, which I totally agree. So that really, you know, made us happy that we were prepared. But, uh, what we didn't expect was, uh, you know, fast forward like seven or eight months into homeownership. Uh, some other things broke. Awesome. Again, like our place is 12 years old and that is the age when things start to break. So just in case you are thinking of buying a home, keep that in the back of your mind. So definitely have an emergency fund if you're the place that you're considering buying is 12 years old because if everything's original, things are going to start breaking one thing after the other. But anyway, so we survived the winter, but throughout the winter, we kind of felt like maybe the heating wasn't really working. Like it was really cold, but we're like, I don't know, maybe it's just cold. Um, but eventually then we're like, you know what, let's get this checked out. Uh, we waited kind of the winter was over. So it was springtime and they're like, Oh yeah, this isn't working properly. And to replace this, um, it was called an air handler to replace that. You also actually have to replace your, uh, air conditioner. So that was fun. That, uh, you know, and we did do a bunch of research. We wanted to get the best price. We, you know, wanted to make sure that if we did have to shell out thousands of dollars, we were doing it the smart way. I talked to a bunch of different companies and sales reps and had them look it over. They all gave us very different quotes. And eventually we uh, decided to go with one company and I think in total to replace this air handler and air conditioner cost us over $8,000. Oh gosh, it was it was not fun to uh, to write that check. But again, it, we felt also really good because again we had the money saved up for these things to happen. But uh, when we were talking to the sales rep, it was interesting because they kept on talking and kind of pushing their uh, payment plan on us, and they're like, you know, there's no interest and all this kind of stuff. Um, which I don't believe. And they really were being like, you want, you know, you definitely want to do this payment plan. And I just can't stand salespeople that are basically giving kind of terrible financial advice. They should be like, you know, giving us a discount for paying it um, in one fell swoop. But no, they kept on, they literally just kind of talked about this payment plan, I guess, because most people do not have, you know, those types of funds saved up for these instances. So it felt good to be able to tell them, no, we're good. We want to pay it outright. So we own the units and we have like no obligations and everything like that. So that felt really good. So 
Home ownership wise, you know, getting up to almost a year being a homeowner, besides, you know, a couple expensive things breaking down and having to pay for them to replace them. I really like it. I'm really liking it. <laughs> I don't want to be one of those people that's just like, oh, you need to, you know, buy a place. You know, renting sucks because I'll, I'll never say that. I'll always be an adv advocate for both because, um, you know, one isn't necessarily better than the other, depending on what your situation is. We rented for years because it made financial sense for us and I don't regret it a minute. Um, you know, but it, it is nice uh, owning your own place, I'll be honest. And also, this place is just way bigger than our last rental. I mean, we lived in a very tiny one bedroom. So having two floors, two bedrooms and lots of space and my own office for once is is quite the luxury, I, I must say. So I would say those are, you know, becoming a homeowner and quitting my job to work for myself are kind of the two biggest things that have happened to me in the past year or even really the past few years. I mean, they're pretty significant things if you think about it. But uh, so those are kind of things that have happened to me. Those are, you know, what I've been up to, uh, you know, when I haven't been doing solo episodes. But what have I been, what am I planning on doing in the future? I think that's always kind of a little bit more exciting. Um, I've got a lot of things in the queue besides, you know, looking forward to taking a much needed break from the podcast to, uh, you know, enjoy the summer. I have a couple vacations on the horizon, which much needed. Oh my goodness. It's insane that I've been self-employed for six months and the uh, only vacation we've been on is a weekend away in Coburg. Coburg. Ontario. Yeah, not Germany. Coburg, Ontario, which is nothing wrong with Coburg. It was actually very lovely and relaxing, but it was an hour away and it was just like we needed to get away from uh, the stresses of Toronto for a little bit. So it wasn't like, you know, going to, I don't know, Mexico or anything like that. Not that we're going to Mexico, but I do dream about it on a daily basis. No, we are uh, going to go to the Maritimes, which I'm very excited. So we're going to go to Nova Scotia, PEI, New Brunswick for about 10 days or so, um, which I'm so looking forward to have been before. Absolutely loved it. So I'm excited to show uh, Josh around and uh, meet with, uh, you know, we're going to a wedding, then we're going to hang out with some of my family back in New Brunswick and uh, some friends that we know in Nova Scotia. And then we're going to go to Vancouver, though that's, you know, kind of our, you know, annual, semi-annual trip to Vancouver. But this time it's to celebrate my older sister's wedding, which I'm very, very excited about. And uh, I feel like there's another, are we doing something else? Oh yeah. Um, we're going to Montreal this week uh, with some friends that are visiting us from Vancouver. And I'm also super excited because um, I, you know, we've been a couple years ago just for a weekend, but it was very rushed and we went to, you know, see a couple of those sites and that was kind of it. But this, we, you know, it's a little bit more chillaxed. We don't really have that much of a plan, but I've got a list of places that I definitely want to, basically just, they're just food places, all the places I want to eat and drink. So that's kind of uh, what that's going to be all about. Maybe I'll try to practice my friends. French, but they don't generally like when I do that because my accent's awful. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to that. Hopefully there will be a beach vacation in the, I don't know, in 2018. It's got to happen, guys. It really is. It's got to happen. Please. It's got to happen. I've been dreaming about being on the beach for so long. Um, but anyways, aside from, you know, the upcoming vacations, holidays, travel, which is much needed because Man, does travel help you 
so much. Like it has impacted all the trips. Every single trip I've been on has impacted me in a positive way. Um, even like the bad experiences during those trips um, where you're like, you know, sick. I mean, that was Paris a year ago. I was awfully, awfully sick for pretty much the whole trip. But, you know, a year later now, I'm like, oh, wasn't that such a great trip? <laughs> I mean, it was, but also violently ill. Um Anyways, aside from all of those uh, things, uh, I've got some exciting things that I, you know, excited projects that I'm excited to get off the ground. Obviously, me and my uh, pal Jacqueline Phillips have, uh, you know, launched the first Rich and Fit boot camp uh, back at the beginning of this month, and we're having a blast with our students. And so uh, this runs until the end of July, July 30th. That's when the seven week course will be finished. And uh, but we definitely have plans to do another launch so more students can join in the fun, get rich and fit with us, um, hopefully in September. So uh, I'll probably do like a special little podcast episode um, before that to announce all those details so you can find out. But of course, it's always just, you know, the easiest way to get onto my mailing list. So you find out all these details right away. Just go to jessicamoros.com slash subscribe to do that. But so Rich and Fit, the Rich and Fit Bootcamp, that is, uh, you know, on the horizon. Again, very excited. And I've been diligently doing uh, all of the uh, workouts in the course so I can be, you know, proof that it does work. And it does. It does, but it's hard. I'll tell you guys, if you want something, you got to work hard no matter what it is, including working out. But um, really enjoying that. But besides that, another big, uh, you know, goal I hope to achieve before September is to get, you know, this thing that I've been talking about forever is my, uh, you know, financial counselor uh, accreditation. So I've been uh, spending several uh, months studying. I hope to do the first exam. There's two exams, the first exam um, in July, and then I'm going to hustle like crazy to study and hopefully do the uh, second and last exam uh, end of August. So we'll see if uh, that's possible. But I mean, so far, I absolutely love it. It is exactly what I wanted to uh, do, you know, I, I have talked so much about, you know, I want to help educate people more and, uh, uh, do some money coaching down the road. And this is exactly the perfect program, uh, for that. So I'm, I'm stoked and I'm just absolutely loving it. But beyond that, I've got lots of other, um, you know, ways to kind of, you know, help people, which includes public speaking. I've been doing a little bit more of that, this year and it's been awesome um and also again talk about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone the first like public speaking thing I did was um I mean like I think in like my adult life quite honestly was uh last September when I did uh there's this thing called Ignite at FinCon that big uh, personal finance conference I talk about a lot with lots of my guests because I meet them there and uh, I had five minutes to do a presentation uh, about whatever I wanted. And I chose to do one about how to get over uh, being, you know, awkward and shy with, um, you know, strangers when you're an introvert, because I felt like that was always a big roadblock in my life. I was terrified to talk to people because I'm super introverted. And uh, I just talked about how I kind of got over that. And a big reason is this podcast. <laughs> Who knew? Um 
Anyway, so that was kind of my, you know, big, you know, first, uh, you know, uh, trial of, you know, if I could actually public speak and not like run off the stage crying. And luckily, I, it was all fine. Um, and since then, I've done uh, several other things. So I'm excited to do more. I'm going to be participating in uh, the Money Summit, which is, a, you know, an online some and I'll be doing a presentation uh, for that. So I'll include some more details in the show notes about that. Um, that'll happen July 20th, I believe. Um, and then I will also be speaking at the Canadian Personal Finance Conference in the fall, which will be awesome because there's a ton of awesome speakers, uh, all female, which is awesome, represent. Um, so that will be really cool. And there's a couple other things that'll probably be happening too. So you know, I'm uh get I'm getting there. You know, you just kind of have to push yourself, do things that make you uncomfortable, and the more you do them, the you know easier they become. Is what I've realized in life. Okay, what else? What else? Oh yeah. So one thing actually, um, I was also kind of thinking of doing for I'm you know thinking in the future in the season five of the podcast, which will be likely end of September. Uh, starting. Um, you know how I, well, I've had this podcast, obviously you're listening to it. And, you know, usually I, I you know, interview kind of expert guests uh, on the Wednesdays. And then I usually have, you know, the listener series on the Thursdays, where if you're a listener of the podcast, you have a personal finance story, journey, whatever that you would like to share to other listeners of the show, I would interview you and share it. And it's awesome. I've loved it. But I was thinking, um, of not only just like continuing that, but maybe doing something a little bit different. And I would love to get your feedback. Um, but one element, you know, I think it's so key to obviously talk to people about, you know, budgeting and saving and investing and, and debt repayment. But one thing that I feel like is very, I don't know, topical or it's really like, you know, it really resonates with people, especially me, especially millennials. Uh, it's just like the the extra thing of making more money. So I was thinking of maybe doing another a special series or, or something, uh, you know, that really focuses on, you know, side hustles and entrepreneurship and making more money. Because I always, I found, at least in my life, that um, you know, side hustles and entrepreneurship really did take me to the next level. I'm not one of those people that preaches, oh, you can make anyone can make money online because it no, not everyone can do that. And it is very difficult. And uh, but uh, there are so many different ways to make uh, additional money on top of your salary. I've always had some sort of side hustle going on while working uh, my, you know, a nine to five, and it really has helped me afford lots of things that otherwise I wouldn't be able to afford, or would have made me delay lots of things, you know, by years. So I don't know, just putting that out there. If you think that's a good idea, I'd love to get your feedback in like, you know, an iTunes review or tweet or email or whatever. Just I, I think that might be kind of a cool idea. And plus, there's just like so many cool, inspiring stories of people doing really you know, innovative things to make extra money that aren't, you know, just like, you know, starting a blog. So just something I've been thinking about. So to sort of wrap up this uh, lengthy, rambly solo episode, um, there's a couple things that I want to let you know about in case you don't know. Um, you know, one of my favorite things, I guess, about you know, having kind of my own business and being able to try new things, do different projects. The, you know, a couple of things that I've been doing lately that I've found just really 
I don't know, impactful and helpful and awesome are, you know, the community building things that I've been doing. So, um, you know, I've talked a little bit about how I've done a couple uh, live events here in my hometown, my new hometown of Toronto, uh, called the Millennial Money Meetup. So I've done two of those. I'm hoping to do one more uh, in 2017. Um, off that, I was even thinking of maybe doing some kind of little mini meetups, um, where it's a bit smaller, just with like maybe a handful of people, um, where we kind of, you know, go into some, have a private room or share a long table or something. And we can just kind of, um, help each other and talk about what's going on in our personal finance lives or something like that. This is an idea I've been fiddling around with. So again, if you have some feedback or thoughts, let me know if you think that'd be cool. Again, that's all that would only be something I could do in Toronto. But, um, you know, again, what I like to also do is have these communities online, which is a big reason why I started my own Facebook group uh, last September, I believe I started it, called Money Life Balance. That's all about money, life, and balance. And it's great because there was like nobody in the group when I first started. Maybe it was 20 people and I was just like the only one talking in there. And I'm like, oh goodness, this isn't good. And uh, But what with those you know types of things, you just have to kind of be patient and you know let it grow organically. And now we're almost at a thousand people, which is awesome. And it's not just me putting all the questions and thoughts and whatever out there people are being active and asking each other questions and they're talking to each other and it's like oh my god like everyone's happy and they're just hanging out with each other and chatting oh it's like the coolest thing in the world um so on that if you're not part of the group make sure to check it out it's i think facebook.com slash group slash money life balance or i'll put the info in the show notes but i think it's so cool to really kind of curate this community that really is focused on just personal finance. It's, you know, there's a lot of other kind of money groups, but they usually have different focuses. Either it's just like just debt or making money online or whatever. So this one's, uh, you know, for anybody, you don't have to be Canadian. It's anybody. There's Australians in the group. There's people from, you know, everywhere in the world in the group. And it's, it's really just about building each other up, educating each other, helping each other when, you know, someone has a question. I think, you know, recently someone had a question about like, how much should I tip, you know, moving, you know, people like, are we supposed to tip and how much? It's like, that is a good question to ask. What are your thoughts, people? So uh, again, if you want to join it, just go to facebook.com slash groups slash money life balance. Hope you can join us because it's a lot of fun. But I was thinking of doing some other things within that group. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe some Facebook live streams or like doing some sort of book club where we can all um, read the same uh, personal finance book and somehow <laughs> somehow meet up. I'm not like 100% sure how we would all like, you know, get together online in the group to chat about it. But I'm sure I can figure out, you know, what other people are doing. But that's kind of an idea. But I'm always open to ideas. Um, so if you have some ideas and like, hey, this would be cool and you don't necessarily want to build it or do it yourself, let me know and maybe we can I, I can do it and we can enjoy it together. That would be kind of cool. Um, but anyway, so this is the end of season four of the Momony podcast with myself, Jessica. Um, yeah, thanks for listening to my rambly rambling times. It was, it was 
definitely needed. I think I, I always like these because it's just me talking in my house when I'm alone. Um, and it's just kind of therapeutic because I can just talk about all the things that I haven't really. Well, I usually bored Josh to death about it. So it's nice to kind of talk to you about it and you get to listen to me <laughs> or not. Um, but uh, thanks for listening. And I'm excited to see you back here um, in just a few short months. Um, but I, on that note, I really want you to uh, enjoy the summer. Um, you know, continue listening to, you know, my back catalog of over 100 episodes. Leave me an iTunes review if you don't mind, because then I can give you a shout out in a future episode uh, in season five, which I think would be kind of cool. But uh, I definitely want to uh, stay in touch. You know, don't go anywhere. I, I don't want to come back and you not be here. So uh, make sure to join my mailing list. It's one important way to stay in touch with me all the things I'm doing, um, jessicamoros.com slash subscribe or join that Facebook group that I mentioned a few times. I think that would be really cool. But uh, again, I'm on social, I'm on the Instagram, I'm on the Twitter. So if you uh, want to stay in touch and want to chat, that's where I'm at anytime. <laughs> I, I look at my apps and my phone way too much. So uh, anyways, I'm going to wrap up here. I've got to uh, clean my house because our friends are coming over in a few hours and it is a disaster and I don't want them to know how we live. So thanks for listening one last time. Have a fabulous, fabulous summer and I'll see you uh, back here on the podcast in a few short months. Cheers. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.